Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Watch your step now. You're getting on the crazy train. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And you'll find us on Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 AM. We are live. We are unrehearsed. And if you want to join in the fun, you can just give us a buzz at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Nick Bodie on the boards as usual. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Danny, you look a little tired this morning. I've I've been thinking, Tom. It's been a <laughs> Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> it's been a rough sixty nearly sixty one years. Yeah. It's been a rough, rough stretch. Yeah. Well. Get some mileage on me and I, getting up in the morning just I'm not bouncing up like I used to. No. I work hard all week and get up early, and then I on Saturday I have to get up earlier to come here. <laughs> yeah. Well, who decided the show was going to be from six a.m. on? Oh. I uh, well, that's when they had available. That's I when guess. they had available. That's what they had available. But you know, Danny, really, pretty soon now, you know, it'll be light early. There'll be a lot more people out doing things. A lot more people getting out on the water, um, just getting out early, you know, doing things. A lot of people wait for 
you know, spring and summer to come around. A lot of people, you know, I see a lot of people hiking, jogging, walking, you know, whatever, early in the morning. Um, you don't see, you know, activity starts more in the summer. It seems like we hunkered down in the winter. So uh, more activity in the summer. Does that mean you'll be out doing some jogging this spring, Tom? Don't hold your breath. <laughs> no, I got nowhere to jog to. You're going to be exercising your brain while you're counting the joggers as they go by your house while you're having a smoke in the driveway. That's right. <laughs> There's the a, second one. I'll wave to a I'm going to wait because by. the cute girl with the golden retriever will be coming by soon. Yep. Yeah, well, that's good. You'll keep good. Keep that focus. It'll keep that mental. Yep. Keep that mind sharp, buddy. Yep. Got to keep that sharp, right? Because sharp, yeah, like a computer, you know. Uh, you'll still, <laughs> I mean, you got to remain, you got to retain your genius status. Yeah, that's right, yeah. What does it take to retain the genius status? I, I don't know. I, I have, I'm not genius enough to figure that out yet. I, I don't know. <laughs> there's nothing you don't know, Tom. Oh, believe me, there's genius. a lot I You're don't know. You're just being modest over well, you there. Know, you know what it is? You know, you know, you know how you, uh, when you get a little older, you start forgetting a few things here and there? Nope. Don't know that. No, you don't know that. Okay. Well, I do. Okay. And the thing is, is that I, I look at it like uh, our minds are like, let's say, a kitchen table. And you got... And and a quarter is a bit of information that you've acquired through the years, and you put that quarter on the table. And as your life goes on, that that table ends up full of quarters, right? Now you get a little older, and you just learn something new, so you got to put another quarter on the table. But if the if the table is full of quarters, you put that other quarter on, one quarter falls off, so you forget that one. Is that where the so when you start putting more more things on, other things fall off. Is that why they got the expression "penny for your thoughts"? Because a penny won't quite fit as much on a table and won't push any quarters off. So you're okay with that? I don't think so. You know what? I was listening though. Yeah, you you just forget. I will say this. We'll say this. uh, As long as we're on the brain subject, Uh, I was listening to uh, being as (laughs) the only radio station that works in my truck is. You know, you call me cheap, and you don't. You won't get a new radio. Well, you know, I would, but that involves. Taking your vehicle in and being without a vehicle for a couple of days. Oh, now, w- if I had a wife and kids, I'd have take the wife long. bring me in the minivan and drop yeah. me off. It wouldn't take that long to get a new radio in. Would it? I don't know. I, Tommy, you got to go to the dealer. Everything takes long. Now, nothing's quick. But okay. anyway, uh, where was it going? You were on listening this? to only one station. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's to one a station. guy talking coast to coast about memory and stuff. And uh, enhancing the brain and making and, and uh, what happened was he was a magician and then he uh, at age fifty doc said he had a bad heart so he had to start riding a bike he got bored while riding the bike and he started trying to memorize uh, cards and memorize presidents and memorize states and all this stuff and he's developed some mental techniques and now he's writing books and going working with uh, vets who've had some brain damage or PTSD and he's talking about how you can develop. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. I was talking to a teacher buddy of mine about this this week. I had to start helping out in uh, in algebra classes about, I don't know, about eight, ten years ago. Uh, when I got to the school, we had a meeting, and they said, Bush, where are you going? what classes do you want to support? I said, anything but math. Well, <laughs> guess where I'm at. You know, do you realize I've learned more math in the last eight years 
I don't remember ever doing a quadratic formula in high school or college. I don't remember doing any of this stuff. So I had to learn on the fly so I could then work with kids on it. And I will say that I think I've staved off Alzheimer's by at least three, four years. Yeah. I do believe I've formed. I, I believe you. I, I mean, yeah. your brain is yeah. a muscle like anything. And, and it was so bad when I first started. Um, I would wake up in the middle of summer uh, when school's not going on. It's my fishing season. And I would be solving a math problem in my head. I'd wake up and I'd be solving a problem. Really? And I'd be like, and, and I'd be solving it correctly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's the answer to that. I mean, you stimulate your mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the brain is, is, Amazing, and you should exercise yeah. it. And I forgot more math than I've learned. When uh, when I was uh, doing my apprenticeship to be a machinist, um, we had to learn all kinds of math, even trigonometry. And we had a book for that, for the sines, cosines, tangents, right. cotangents, and all that. And uh, to, f- to figure out all the different radiuses and angles and whatever – I forgot every bit of that stuff. <laughs> well, you know, well, like you said, it's kind of like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right. You know, and if you're not using it, well, what's the sense of remembering it, you know? So, anyway, yeah, I know so what everybody you mean. get out there and try and learn something new today. Keep your mind fresh. Well, maybe, Tom, maybe, Tom, that brings us back to like having a passion like hunting and fishing. Well, yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I, I get questions, and I'm sure you do too, Danny. Fishing questions and hunting questions, right? And I had a every now and then when I'm at Sherpers, you know, I'll, and we're talking with a customer about stuff. They're looking at fishing stuff, and they'll ask me a question. And sometimes they're really good questions. I had this little girl; she was probably about maybe ten, eleven, twelve. She's with her dad. They're looking at fishing stuff, and she says to me, "Do bright colors attract fish?" You know, and I never really sat down and thought about it. Do bright colors attract fish? And then I started thinking about the colors that we use. Chartreuse. Yeah, the colors that we use for lures. And I said, you know what? That There might be some truth to that. Bright colors do attract fish. Yeah. But, I mean, granted, a nightcrawler doesn't. I mean, fish use their, their senses, you know, sight and hearing and smell and all that. You know, they can smell really good, you know. But... But the thing is, is that when it comes to visual stuff, yeah, sure, bright colors attract fish. But then I was thinking this. I was talking to another fella. And years ago, uh, for walleyes on the on the pro walleye tour, the hot color for jigs for walleyes was either a pink and purple or pink and blue combination. And, and uh, you know, at that time, that was really the hot color, right? And I was talking to this one fella. As a matter of fact, our friend, Keith, the electrician. And he said purple is turning out to be a real hot color for him. Uh, last year it was. Excuse me. Last year it was on the Rock River. But then I'm thinking, down in, let's say, 20 feet of water in a dirty color river where you can only see down a foot maybe or two, can the fish really see that color down in 20 feet? You know? I mean, it's got to be pretty dark down there, pretty dirty and mingy, dingy, you know what I mean? Can they really see those colors? I don't know. Well, you know? as soon as a walleye learns how to talk, maybe, We'll Tom, find out. We can, yeah, we'll we can out. find out. But uh, one thing that I will say, as soon as you think you know it all about hunting and fishing, and you just... Then you don't. You get you get worse. You, you I'll tell you, you what. You got to keep trying. You got to keep being open to new ideas and yep. new things, because I think... 
too many of us, and I've been guilty of this too, I get set in my old ways using these baits and mm-hmm. using that and something new that comes out. One of the things that where I'm most guilty of it is <sighs> I never really jumped on the soft plastics or rubber baits, whatever. When bulldogs came out, yeah, I threw them now and then. Yeah, I caught a couple pike on them uh, up on Lake of the Woods and, you know, had some musky uh, follows. And But I never really would use them for near as much time mm-hmm. as what I would other baits. And nowadays, there's some guys, that's all they're chucking. Mm-hmm. And they've had a lot of success on it. To me, it looked like a big creepy crawler going through the water. You remember creepy crawlers? Yeah. Did you ever have yep. one of those sets? Yep, yep, yep. I made a creepy crawler bait. I think I still have it in my tackle box when I was like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Where as it was baking in the mold, I put a hook into the belly sure. of like this f- frog. And I made yeah. it like an orange, but it looked more like a, a t- cross between a toad and a frog. <laughs> and it, it didn't work, but I still yeah. kept it in yeah. my tackle box because it looked pretty cool. Well, you know, I find that I've been, I've been at this fishing game for a long time. And for years, I was on the water an average of four days a week during the season. And and I learned quite a bit, okay? But I find that I still learn stuff to this day. I learn new stuff. And sometimes it comes from the most inobvious person that you can think of. Give you an example. One time, I'm up on Winnebago. I'm fishing these little bays up by Asylum Bay. And uh, there's crappies. In the, early in the season, there's a lot of crappies, bluegills, and the bass come in, and it's really good fishing. Anyway, and uh, my son, my youngest son at the time was like 15 years old. And he's catching crappie after crappie, and I'm getting just maybe one here and there. He's catching five to my, five, six, seven to my one. And I said, and we're using mini mites, you know, and, and I said, what are you doing different? We're using the same stuff. We're fishing the same area. And he goes, I don't know, you know, just fishing, you know. He, he doesn't know. I said, show me exactly what you're doing. Well, what he was doing different, okay, we're in, let's say, about six feet of water. I'd let the bait sink down about halfway and then just start working it back, right? He was letting it go all the way to the bottom until his line got slack and then started bringing it up. It was the the, the, the the sensation of that bait coming from the bottom going up rather than wiggling above, you know. And he was popping fish. I started doing that. I started catching fish like crazy. So I learned something new. Well, it is, it is, it is true. Um, I've been on the pier on Lake Michigan chucking spoons, mm-hmm. and there's been one guy on the, on, on the pier that— Got one, another one, fish on, and, yeah. and everybody's looking at him like, what, what is the he heck? doing? Yeah. But we found that you can vary the retrieve a lot. And sometimes uh, fishing that Kenosha Harbor, you'd have to experiment. It's 30 feet deep or whatever you cast out, let the spoon go to the bottom and start mm-hmm. working it back. Or count it down to like count to 10 and work it back halfway through the water column. Right. Varying the retrieve, pausing it, letting it flutter. All that can make a difference. And you got to be observant. I think the best fishermen are the ones that are the observant ones. Right. Observing, sometimes I learn more observing other fishermen right. th- than what they told me. I'll give you, you know, when we come back after this break, i got a great tip for that observing of fishermen, all right? We'll talk about that and more. And if you want to get involved in the show, 414-799-1250 or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. We'll be right back, folks, so stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up. 
What? Why are you pointing at me? Oh, oh welcome back to the Skipper Buds. <laughs> Cutting Edge Outdoors. And hey, if you want to get on the crazy train with us, you can email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can call, if you're not scared and shy, you can give us a call at 799-1250. We'll field your questions and or you can give us reports. Or Hunting, yeah. fishing, uh, marriage counseling problems, whatever you need, we got it here. Yeah. So give us a call. Okay, getting back to our topic about... What was our topic? About fishing what and was I learning, about learning new, my memory and le- mind. Yeah, learning things, you know. Yes. Oh, yes. Continuing to learn things yes. as, as we Let's, grow older in yes, this field yes. of our endeavors. But here's one question that I what I'll ask. Like if guys are catching fish, let's say it was at a tournament and they come in and they got a bag of fish, you know. I'm not going to ask them where they were fishing. Cheaters, they got an extra live yeah, well under yeah. their boat. <laughs> you know, they're not going to tell you where they were fishing. They're not going to tell you what they were using. But one thing that they'll tell you that gives you a great indication is what they were doing. Them, ask them, how deep were you fishing? When you know, the de- if they say, oh, I was, we were fishing, you know, six, you know, four to six feet or or if they said 18, 20 feet, you got an idea of where they were fishing, you know, from the depth. Because, you know, fit, well, like in bass, you know, they they will pattern themselves, you know. And you can find them, like, in the same depths of water around the same structures in different areas of lakes, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, – I ask them, how deep were you fishing? First of all, Tom, they're probably not going to tell you exactly because – they know they were fishing exactly 15 feet. Well, They'll no, tell you no. 13 to 18 feet. Well, that's that's the Wiley, fine. That's good. The Wiley Tournament anglers no, that's never good. going to give you exact No, no, not exactly. But if they give me that range, that gives me an idea. I just, that gives me an idea. Tom, you know what I do? Hmm. I just watch where their boat was. Oh, you know, hey, speaking of that. I, yeah, okay. Okay, there's a couple of guys that at the spring muskie tournament, I mean the spring bass tournament that's held on Pewaukee every year. I forget who holds it. Anyway, these guys come in with they come in with six fish that are usually weighing twenty five pounds. I mean, awesome average, like four, yeah. five, almost six pound average. Yes, they're and they're all smallies. They're yeah. all monsters. I remember though, I, yeah. I talked to those guys yeah. fifteen years, ten years so, ago, whatever. and they always do good. Yeah, right every year. So I'm thinking, if a guy wants to know where they're fishing. Just sit out in the lake, and when they take off, go follow them. <laughs> or have a drone. Well, Here, have a drone showing where all these different boats go, because all these guys are going to go to their favorite spots, right, where right. they think the fish are. Have a drone. See where they all go. Mark it down on the map. You'll have all these great spots to go to. <laughs> I guess you got a lot. You got way too much time to think on your hands there when you're oh. dreaming of the... the the new Bauer drones, <laughs> the drones, spy drone, the spy drone, the new smart spy. Go. They'll um, pro- probably outlaw that. Actually, so. <laughs> I talked to those guys years ago when I was working at Smokey's Musky Shop Bar and Casino. Uh, these guys came. Uh, these guys came in and showed me pictures of some more five pounders they'd caught, mm-hmm. and I think it was early June. Um, and they they told me they were fishing off the uh, white condos on the west end in about sixteen eighteen mm-hmm. feet of water. Mm-hmm. They were fishing deep, yeah, off ju- plastics, just off the weed edge. Just yeah, off they were the working, edge. and I've seen other boats working. Now I've heard s- stories that there's rocks down there. Another story that I heard was that, uh, and this is near the old Muskie Bills area, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another story I read, I don't know if it's true or not, 
But that at one time, I don't know, before the lake was flooded or filled up, whatever, is that there was like uh, some uh, salvage type thing where there's old cars and stuff down at the bottom. I don't know. I, I've heard some heard There some might stories. be an old car or two laying around in that lake from years ago. But any rock or gravel that's down there is silted over. Pretty much yeah, going to be. Yeah, pretty much silted Especially over. Especially on that end of the lake yeah. where it tends to get, yeah. It's silted over, yeah. And But you could have a harder bottom, you know. Even though it's silted over, it could be a harder bottom. Well, I think so. uh, walleyes, the Pewaukee chapter of Walleyes for Tomorrow, I believe has been working on maybe getting some more rock structure out I, there and stuff. I don't see why they they, uh, they they did this out at Long Lake up by Dundee. Uh, they built an artificial rock reef. Okay, well, man-made rock reef. They could do that at Pewaukee. They could put several of them in that lake, a rock reef somewhere, you know. And, uh, you know, with gravel, not so much big rocks, but, you know, gravel stuff, they they could do that, and maybe it would enhance maybe some uh, well, what, spawning activity. Well, what do smallies prefer? Do they want gravel or big rock? No, no, no. First of all, no fish wants big rock. No fish, no fish, no. No, and, and smallies, they'll, they'll, they'll bet in uh, silt. You know, on, on sandy bottoms, it could be a little bit of muck, but they're going to fan away that silt, you know. Um, you'll find them in the shallow, shallower water, just like with largemouth, you know. How about walleyes? And there, it's more of a gravel. That's what I thought. Small pea-sized gravel yeah. areas, yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, so you find that, you know, you're, you know, it's like I tell people with, with crappies in the summertime. You're going to find boatloads of crappies on a deep weed line edge. Not every deep weed line edge is going to have them, but somewhere, if you're fishing a deep weed line ledge, uh, edge down the uh, side of a lake somewhere, you know, that eventually you will run into them. You know, you will find them eventually because there will be schools of them on those weed line edges. We, you know, every lake we go to, we we find them on deep weed line edges. You know, every lake, every lake we go to, mm. everyone. So, um, oh, I, oh, you know what? I got some good news for you, Danny. You uh, just saved a whole lot of money. I'm gonna to no. I'm going to. Give away some mini mite twos and threes today. Whoa, hey, mini mite hey, twos hey. and threes. Hold that. I got some for you. Don't worry. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, got, I got yours. Put Let's away your mini mite twos. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's. But uh, I'm yeah, happy now. Yeah, I, I got. Uh, I, I came into a windfall of a bunch of mini mite twos and threes, and and Ron, our advertising manager, said, uh, "Why don't you give some away on the show?" And I said, "You know what? That's a good idea." So you know what we're gonna do during this break. Guess, you know what we're going to do, Nick? <clears throat> During the break, you'll have time to field some phone calls. What, uh, and, and it's, a, it's an assortment of twos and threes, you know, a handful of them. Uh, I, you know, whatever colors you get, you get, okay? Some might, they're going to be assorted weird colors, Is that whatever. That's a new bar disclaimer. Yeah, it's, okay. uh, you know. And so, what, what, what number caller do you want, Nick, to take during the break? Nick doesn't the want anyone caller? to call. He's trying to chill second back there. Caller? Oh, Nick's saying the second caller he'll take during the break. So During the break. During the break, not now. So they can't now. call now. No, not so now. So everybody who is hitting us on speed dial. No, don't call now. Once we go into a commercial break, 799-1250 will be the phone number. You call it. Nick will take the second caller, and uh, he'll get your name and address, and I'll send you off a, a bunch of mini mic twos and threes, you know, an assortment. Uh, yeah. Are you going to, like, give stuff away later in the show? So yeah. So we got incentive for people yep. to... 
We're going to continue give away, listening to us. Yeah, we're going to give away some more Mini Might twos and threes. And I'll tell you what, the Mini Might threes might be very good for those river walleyes. Now wait a second. That's Are even the, that's even a little bit bigger than the you twos. You got some of those for me too, if you'd like. Well, yeah. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Giving stuff to people we don't even know, and I'm sitting right next to you. The, uh, Hey, Danny, I always got him for you. I got him for you. Don't worry. I got you covered. Okay. I got you. Good. How about a new tent from, I, I'm going to go camping in May. I got to get Are a you? new tent. Are you going up by? Preferably uh, one that doesn't leak. Up in Door County? A lot of towels. Where are you going? Up in Door County? Yeah, I'm going yeah. up to the old Wagon Wheel uh, yeah. Resort up there. Yeah. I'll, I'll be up in God's Country, Rowley's Bay, Mink River. Yeah. Uh, then we go over to the Bayside and fish all those. Uh, and each year we branch out and go to more and more places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be my first vacation of the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the plan. That's great. Well, Nick, I think it's about time we go to a break. Coming up next, folks, we got the gut report. What do you do with some of that leftover cabbage you got from St. Patty's Day? Didn't we have a cabbage one last no, week? No, you said not. I shouldn't do the cabbage okay, one. Okay, go ahead. You so can do a cabbage this week, one. This week I'm going to do the Asian cabbage. Do you realize cabbage is really good for you? It is, it's, and I, it's and I good like for it. your like uh, testosterone levels. Did is you it realize really? that broccoli, cauliflower, the cabbage family? Yep. Yeah, and so I you got to start I, incorporating I like that, that more into your diet. That's why I like to go to the Chinese place and get sesame chicken with all that broccoli in there. <laughs> Eight, all right, we got calories. that coming up. Gut report next, so stay tuned. Don't forget, second caller, he uh, Nick will take your take your name and address, and you'll get some free mini mites. We'll be right back with more. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, we were talking about, uh, you got maybe got some leftover cabbage, maybe didn't use that whole head of cabbage. This is what I, 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 I did this a few weeks back, and I, or actually longer than a few weeks ago, and I've been meaning to do this on the Gut Report. Asian cabbage. This is really simple. You take an onion, slice it up uh, oriental style, okay, and put it in a pan with a little butter or a little... Uh, oil. All right. Get it soft. Then you put in your diced, uh, cut up cabbage. All right. Cut it up any way you want. I don't care. Any way you want. Like a quarter of a head or a half a head of cabbage. Put that in there. Put a little salt and pepper. And then you get it wilted down so it's soft. This is when you add the two ingredients that make it Asian cabbage. Now you can add more stuff to it. You can put bean sprouts in it, green pepper, do whatever you want. But this is the basic thing. Onions, cabbage, and then you put soy sauce and Frank's sweet chili sauce. Those two items. As much, you know, soy as you want and as much Frank's. Now, Frank's is a little spicy, the chili sauce, the sweet chili sauce, a little spicy. So, you know, you put as much in there as you want. You mix that all together, and I'll tell you what, that, that is really, really tasty. It's, it's like you went to the Chinese restaurant and got something, you know. Really, it's really good. So, and then if you want to spice it up even a little bit more, well, not spice it up, but you could add diced chicken in there. You could add any kind of meat that you want, really. You could dice it up and put it in there. What really is good, too, is bacon. Now, I know that's not Asian, but bacon is good with everything, right? Anyway, the the Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha for weekly specials and the biggest selection that you can find of all your wines, beers, and liquors Go to discountliquorinc.com. 
Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! Welcome back to the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thank you, Tom, for that wonderful gut report there. Danny, I got some news. Got some news. Well, you're just full of surprises I'm just full today. of stuff today. <clears throat> and later on in the show, we will be giving away another one-year free subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. So Ooh, people better stay tuned for that. The too. greatest magazine in yeah. Wisconsin. All right, here's the new special news, and I'll, I'll give this out a couple of times today. All right. But when people play the Hornschwaggle, which is coming up after the 645 break, yep. after this next break. That's correct, sir. Okay, Carl's Country Market is our sponsor for that. Now, not only do they got great meats and sausages and all kinds of stuff out there, it's a great place, but Carl's Gas Station, which is right next door to Carl's Country Market, their gas station, they now have in the gas station right now live bait. What? They've got live bait. At Carl's? Yeah, Carl's. Yeah, they got live bait now. Now they got uh, wax worms, night crawlers, leaf worms, red worms. Now they don't have minnows, no, but all the worms. They got the different worms. So for that area, let's face it, there's nowhere in that so, area to get live bait. Now you got a place to get live bait at Carl's Country Market so in the gas station. Just here's an important safety tip, Egon. Make sure that first you go and buy the meat and all the food products, <laughs> store it away, then go in and grab and handle the bait. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you don't want to be grabbing and going in, grabbing a bunch of bait and stuff, and then going in handling yeah. the food. Well, you know, it, 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 you know, over the years, Danny, the, the bait and tackle shops have really gone away. I mean, there's not a lot many around. You know, you got Dick Smith's out there on 94 and 83, and then try to think of one. Where, where, where are other ones? You know, I mean, they're just not around like that. Years ago, they used to be all over the place. Now there's not very many. So what you end up finding is your live bait at gas stations. So, uh, but out at Carl's, no, nobody has live bait out there. Out and Carl's is on Pilgrim and Silver Spring. Now, uh, Sherpers and Hales Corners, we're going to be handling live bait this year too, but we probably won't get that for a few more weeks. So people will be able well, to get live bait here in Hale's Corners then. So Ooh. when will Smokey's Musky Shop have live bait? Uh, What's the uh, well, time frame on that? Well, they don't open. Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop doesn't open until I think it's April 28th. It's a Saturday before opening. That's when we have the mistake on the lake. Coincide with mistake. Mistake on the, on the lake. lake is the opening, the official opening. Now Ron and I were out at Smokey's. Uh, was it Wednesday and Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. We got a whole bunch of new tackle in, so we were, you know, receiving this stuff, pricing it, hanging it, and we got to go back out again on Monday. But while we were there, four customers came in and bought stuff, even though we weren't even open yet. (laughs) They just happened to see a couple cars there, and they came in. People getting ready for the season that's coming up, you know. Well, but live bait. Well, we won't have that until we open. And right next door to where I'm at, the beach, uh, beach harbor. What? Well, yeah, that place. Right next. Yeah, yeah right next to me. They no. haven't been open this winter. Yeah, I think it's Beach Harbor. I, I live Whatever. right next door, and I can't remember. But anyway, or Beachside Boat and Tackle. 
they haven't been open this winter, and I'd oftentimes see people would pull into the driveway, drive around, yeah. see they were closed, and then they'd come up to me and go, well, where can I get bait? Yeah, and exactly. I'd have to send them to the, the BP gas station. Yeah, yeah like gas stations are... Now, when once Smokies is open, I mean, they'll have all the different minnows, all, all the different live bait you can think of. They'll have it all, so... But that's not for a while yet. Yeah, Smokies closes for the winter too. You know they don't they don't do the winter stuff. So you you know, uh, you know you got to look around for live bait. So now Carl's has got it, and uh, he's Paul is happy about it. We got to get Paul on the air. You know Paul who runs Carl's Country Market. Uh, he uh, he was up wolf hunting up in Canada. Got three wolves, and then recently, he, yeah, just uh, like a month or month and a half, two months ago, whatever month and a half ago. And then he was uh, uh, ice fishing up in Canada someplace and showed me a picture of a a 30-inch walleye he got. But the pictures of the wolves are pretty cool. He was holding one up. They all all hold them with the bear hug, and it makes it look like they're enormous. Well, these are about a 150-pounder that he's holding up. He said there was a lot to take to hold it up, (laughs) you know. It was a big wolf. Was it a big black one? I've always Uh, wanted to shoot a big black one. No, it was... Kind of like that model color, brownish, blackish. You know, I, I, you know. Did he talk like tactics? What are they? No, doing we up didn't there? really get into it. He he was busy with something, so he just had to show me some quick pictures. I had to give him information for the live bait and all that. And, I think uh, I think a lot of times in the winter time, a, a lot of those uh, wolves use lakes, and, and you can catch them crossing open yeah, ice yeah. areas. Uh, I talked to a Canadian outfitter years ago that I used to go. Oh, this is going back 25 years ago. We'd go up and pike fish on his lake, but he said uh, if if we'd be interested to get a bunch of guys, he'd he, he'd always wanted to get a bunch of snowmobiles come on in and stake out the lake because uh, and try and he said the wolves are running across the ice like yeah. crazy. You'd probably want to have your long range uh, 243 or yeah, whatever yeah. Uh, and do it. And a lot of people listening might be shocked to hear you say he shot three wolves because down here in the states. You know, yeah, you'd get in less trouble probably, you know, you know, wolves are like killing a person. You know, yeah, they figure, yeah. oh, my God, they're going to throw the guy in life in prison for life. Yeah. But uh, up there, you can shoot wolves with a small game license. Yeah. There's plenty of wolves. Oh, there's lots of wolves up there. Yeah. yeah. In fact, oh, remember your story about uh, Isle Royal yeah. where they're bringing in the <laughs> Canadian wolves. Our wolves weren't good enough. Uh, you were correct, Tom. I, I've read some things. Um, of course, which, I was which, correct. Which other people have agreed <laughs> that said, for 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 cripe's sake, and you were the one who had the idea years way back a year ago. Why don't you let some people go in and hunt some of those surplus? Sell, sell moves, licenses. Sell some licenses. You can make a lot of money. The, the, you know the what? What do they call that service? Is that the, the 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 Federal Park Reserve? Whatever they call that. Whoever runs that. They're the they're the. Yeah, the feds. What the big anyway, shots. They they could actually charge. make money on it instead of costing money to do it. They could make money doing it, and I'm sure the wolves, whether they get eaten by a, I mean the 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 moose, whether they get eaten by a wolf or shot with a gun, does it really matter if you want to reduce the amount of moose? Either way, it's going to work. I think the wolf. Would, I well, mean, the, the wolf is going to take longer. The moose would prefer to be shot. Yeah. Uh, actually, did you get the yeah. one of our listeners sent us a comic uh, which showed like a, yeah. a helicopter coming in, dropping and it's a wolf. dropping a wolf, and the wolf is like a special forces type thing <laughs> with a knife, yeah. like they're dropping him in to assassinate the moose. Yeah. 
That's yeah, we got to thank yeah. our listeners. Thanks, thanks to some of our very good listeners. Oh, and while we're at it, we want to thank all of our listeners. We want to thank the police officers out there, the guys out there protect, protecting us. So if you're state patrol, local, DNR, uh, all law enforcement, uh, we respect what you do to protect our country and think that you do a great job. Uh, also, our first responders and the uh, fire. Uh, and our, uh, and our uh, military folk. Oh, yeah, military folk, too, definitely. Well, we got to go to a break, folks. So coming up next, we're going to be playing the Hornschwaggle, which is brought to you by Carl's Country Market in Menominee Falls. They're on the corner of Silver Spring and Pilgrim Road. Great sausages, great meats, and they got a lot more there than what you think. you got to stop in and see everything that they have at Carl's Country Market. Great place. You, you'll like it. It's big, and it's got a lot of stuff. And now we're going to play the Hornschwaggle, and I'm sure you know how to play it. Danny's going to make three statements. You're going to say whether it's a Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle. 414-799-1250. You will win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market if you are correct in two out of three. We'll be right back with more right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250, hunting, fishing reports. Say hey, give us a call. Email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com. That's not yahoos, even though you might be tempted to put yahoos because we are a couple of yahoos here, but yahoo.com. Right now we've got our Hornschwaggle segment, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to make three statements and our astute a uh, greatly learned listener will hopefully be able to discern whether or not I speaketh truth or am speaking with a forked tongue. How that expression used to come out? Speak, he speaks with fork. Uh, that means you're lying. So if I'm <laughs> if I'm uh, not telling the truth, it's a hornschwaggle, and if I tell the truth, it's no hornschwaggle. So we've got Rocky on the line. Let's go to Rocky. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Good morning, Rocky. All right. You've played before, so you know how this one works. So here we go. Daryl J. Lawrence was the founder of the Lawrence brand, uh, which we now know as Lawrence Great Fish Locators. Uh, In fact, uh, his original one was called the Fish L-O-K-T-O-R, otherwise known as the Little Green Box, Hornswoggle or No Hornswoggle. That sounds like a no horn schwaggle. No horn schwaggle. Oh, and did you know he just passed away? Yes. Yeah, he just passed away. Yep. Yes, I did, Tom. Okay, here we go. Uh, J.J. Hickenlooper founded the Hickenlooper Bait Company in 1964, and his first bait was the Hickenlooper Jelly Worm. I'm going to have to say that sounds like a no horn schwaggle as well. No, that was a horn oh, schwaggle. Come on, Rocky. Okay, that was a horn Hickenlooper. Sh- okay, so <laughs> I think there's a congressman called Hickenlooper, though. There actually is some. Wasn't that, wasn't that one of those guys Butch Cassidy robbed money from? Like, I feel like that's just on the side of a train, J.J. Hickenlooper. <laughs> Trust and funds. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, you got okay, one more so chance, here we Rocky. Go. Uh, <clears throat> the. Uh, what many people refer to in Wisconsin as a gopher is actually the 13-line ground squirrel, hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. 
I'm going to have to say Hornswoggle. Oh, that was a no Hornswoggle, oh. Rocky. Dang. Oh. Man. Well, well, there's always next there's time. There's always next time. Yeah. So feel free to give a shot again there. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for playing, for Rocky. Yep. You're welcome. Okay, bye now. Hey, I got another exciting thing, for, newsworthy thing for you, Danny. What? What? April 13th. That's only like, what, three weeks away? April 13th is the Spring Fishing Clinic for Kids. Oh! Yeah, Brown Deer Park, Deneen Park, Greenfield Park, McCarty Park, McGovern Park. I'm mean, oh, a bunch of them. Uh, is going to have the thing for kids, and uh, that's going to be on April 13th. And we'll, we'll let you know about it, too, the week before it happens and the same day. So, you know, You think we can have, what's his name, call us? E, e, is it E-B-E? E, no. No, no. Get a call from him? He, cause he used to tell us about those. No, he, he would run his own on oh, he's got his June own. 1st. Oh, well, he can always yeah. call us about those, too. Right. Who do you got on the line, Nick? Uh, we got Joe calling us all the way from the very far off land of, uh, I think it was Monticello. Gosh, it's early this morning. Monticello? Where? Not Monticello, the European hey, country. Joe, where are you from? It's Joe from Monaco. Joe from oh, Monaco. Monaco. I think it was Monaco. Luxembourg, one of those. Yeah. Monaco. Sorry about that, Joe. I had to laugh very hard when you boys were talking about that uh, comic I sent you. Oh, uh, yeah. That, Isle oh, Royale. Oh, you, you sent know, that you to us. Sent that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was good. Yeah. The wolves dropping in from helicopters, about ready to take those yep. moose out. Take and, I, moose out. It, and, and don't worry, that didn't cost the U.S. Fish and Wildlife oh. Service much money to oh, do that. No. Hey. I think that Tom had a great idea uh, a few months ago when he was talking about, uh, you know, taking care of them with hunting. Yeah, that, selling you know. licenses. Yeah, I bet you you could get guys to pay five hundred dollars a piece for that, and they wouldn't bat an eye. Exactly, wouldn't Not bat an bit. eye. Nope. Not an eye. And well, uh, fishing. Yeah. Fishing report for you guys. Yeah. I'm going to go out this morning um, on the lake. It's going to be 50 degrees out. I'm going to go sit on a bucket, see what happens. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Sit on a bucket. <laughs> sit on a, well, there's no hey, need for a shelter you know, nowadays. So. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. I you know, I haven't ice fished in years. And, you know, we, I was just talking about this with a guy the other day. And I said, you know, when, I mean, I mean, I like fishing, right? I really enjoy right, it. Right. But... When you you know when you're ice fishing, and the fish aren't biting in the holes that you have set up around, let's say your shanty or in your shanty, then you got to move. Now, when you move, you got to drill another hole, sit over that hole a while, and drag everything over, drag yeah, and then go and drill another hole, sit over that hole. Whereas when you're in a boat, you can move around easily, you can cast, you can cover more water because you're casting and bringing it through an area. You know, it's it ice fishing to me is just boring. I mean, I'm well, sorry. I it it is. It's Tom, just boring. Tommy, Tommy, that's why God gave bush light. Gave what? Bush light. Why? Why is that? Well, because you can have beer while you're fishing. I can have beer at home and not be sitting on a bucket. <laughs> 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 and I prefer whiskey when I was ice fishing. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> works fast. Yeah, you have a good day. A lot quicker. Yeah, and 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 by the way, for for listeners who don't know this, uh, you should not drink alcohol when you're out in the cold and on the ice because it actually uh, makes you more susceptible to hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and definitely don't do it when you're boating because you have to drive. Oh yeah, definitely don't do that. But uh, so you're going to be. What are you going to be targeting today? Just panfish. Well, uh, yeah, panfish. <laughs> I mean, I you know I could put tip ups out because there is no DNR out here, but I'm not. Oh, cut it today. out! Come on, Joe. I suppose you're one that <laughs> believes if you ain't if you don't get caught, it's not illegal, right? 
Uh, yeah. Well, if you if you're not cheat, well, what is it that you said uh, last year? If you're if you're not cheating, you're, you're not, not trying. trying. You, I thought that was Bill Belichick. That, that's trying hard enough. Yeah, that's Bill Belichick's that's a Belichick line. Quote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're not try- cheating, you're not trying. And if you get caught, you're not trying hard enough. No, <laughs> uh, today I'm going to target yeah. uh, probably um, well, mostly panfish. Yeah. Uh, you know, crappies and bluegills. Now, that Monaco's about in the middle of the state, you'd say? Uh, no, no, it's um, no. it's northern Wisconsin. Yeah, so, uh, okay. you're you're looking at uh, even line between Crandon and Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, you still got a lot of ice on the lakes. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Has some of that um, snow gone down? Has some of that snow gone down now? Yes, yeah. uh, a lot of the snow's gone down. I'm sure you're... Uh, you're um, Boulder Junction connection would would say the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a lot of slush on the ice, so you have a crust of about a quarter of an inch of actual ice on yeah. top, and then you break through and it goes down to water, yeah. and then back down to about eighteen inches of yeah. ice. Okay. Hey, Joe, how do you listen to us? Uh, I listen to you guys via your radio dot com app. So that works, huh? It does. <laughs> Good. Yeah, uh, it, it, Excellent. Yeah. It is honestly something I look forward to every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Really? What well, now? Why do you get? Uh, are, are you up for a specific purpose? I know you can't get up just right. to hear no, this no, show. Um, oh. I actually uh, woke up this morning um, out of a dead sleep just to turn the show on. Really? Yes. Right. Do you and, um, usually work on Saturdays or anything? Um, I work a swing shift at a factory, so it's um, every other Saturday I actually work, and uh, luckily I either get done with work at 6 a.m. Or I start work at 6 a.m. so I can put you guys right in my earbuds and listen to you guys all morning. Well, that's awesome, Joe. We appreciate that. More people ought to get that. Uh, what's that called again? The Radio.com yeah, app. Radio.com yeah, Radio.com app. Radio.com app. Yeah. Yep. Well, listen, we got to go to our break. It's top of the hour. So uh, thanks for calling, Joe. Can't wait for the second hour, boys. All, all right. right. Take it Take easy. Care. Bye Take now. Care. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, we're rounding the bend. And headed to home. And headed to home. We got one more hour here on the crazy train, the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. So uh, if you got your ticket punched for the full two hours, well, then you're good to go. 799-1250 is the phone number. CEO guys at yahoo.com is the email address. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. And uh, Nick Bodie is on the board. So if you want to get mad at anybody, get mad at him. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Don't get mad at us. Get mad at him. Isn't that a producer's job to feel the flack? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, a lot of controversy over here. Like, he's got yeah. the wrong brand yeah. ice fishing rod. Yeah. Yeah. I confess it's Tom's fault. You know, when, when, you know, speaking about ice fishing rods, you go into some of these stores that carry a lot of stuff. It's a, it's a hard decision for a lot of guys and, and gals what fishing rod to get, what fishing reel. There are so many different ones, and there's so many good ones, you know. 
Which one do I get? There's so many. They're all over the place. Just be thankful you you're know? a guy, Tom, because in addition to deciding between fishing rods, and you'd be trying to decide between shoes your whole life, and between those two things, you'd go nuts. Oh, uh, no, I don't decide there. I don't even I don't guys give it a get second by, thought. Guys get by with, like, five pair of shoes on average. I think I've on got... On average, yeah. yeah. Think it, about it. No, I've got accurate. three. I've got three. Okay. Now think about a woman. Oh, um, you should see my wife's shoes. The one have. I'm gonna ask. Yeah, the remember one my closet, mom's closet was full of. She's got that one closet. It's a smaller closet. It, it's got to be about four feet tall, three feet deep, three feet wide. Boxes. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty number to dial. Let us know how many pairs of shoes does your wife own. I know for me, my mom's got a walk-in closet that's bigger than my first dorm room was. Same, What's going on? Same with same with bathrooms, right? A guy has maybe six items in the bathroom: his yep. toothbrush, his razor, this and that. A woman has about seventy-five, of which the man can only identify about six of them. What they are? Yeah, right. Or the oh. the uh, the kitchen's my favorite. One year, my parents had a St. Patrick's Day party, and my mom at the time was with Pampered Chef. She had all these crazy gadgets, and one of her friends at the party started picking things out of a drawer, holding them up, and seeing if anybody can name it. So, like, oh, that's a cherry pitter. Oh, that's for this. That's for that. <laughs> we we should do that with hunting equipment and Tom. Just obscure stuff from Sherpers. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We should. You know. You know what would be fun, Danny? If it's a if- uh, Peel's pocket fisherman. We should see if uh, Sherpers would hire us to do uh, a meet and greet, you and me, at Sherpers. Yeah. Someday. Some evening. A, a meet and greet? A meet and greet. A oh, yeah. I, let's do it this summer once I'm off for yeah, the summer yeah. and I got lots of time. And We could do it at the Hills more, Corner store, the Oconomowoc be store. Man, I'll look better. The Port Washington we'll store. lose a few pounds now. Yeah. Do, do, do all the stores. What? You know? Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> We're going to do a circuit now? Yeah. We'll go, we'll go, on, we'll go on tour. <laughs> we'll go on tour. Is this going to interfere? you're going to be a roadie for us? <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, groupies. Will we have Groupies. Oh, I doubt it. Oh, then I'm out. I'll be the guy who has to find I'm the. Out. I'll be the guy who has to find the live bait source in every new town we go to. There you go. <laughs> Maybe oh, a guy could do a reality me. show where you travel the travel travel the U.S. and you go fishing in different places. You go in, That's... they film you going into the local bait shop. You're talking to Joe Schmo. You go to the local gin mill, sit on a stool, talk to some locals, get some lore. Go out, do some fishing, and that would be your whole premise of your show. And then the next week, you don't even know where you're going to be. You're just on the road. Yeah. And then you get, you'll get you be driving a nice truck with a nice boat. Which So your sponsors, right, they get to yep, see that yep, nice, yep, look yep. at that, nice Chevy truck they drive each time. Yeah. On you the know, road with Dan and Tom. Yep, that would be fun. Uh, you know, I enjoy, actually, Danny, I enjoy going to a lake I've never been to before. And uh, you know, go bass fishing on that lake, right? I I, I enjoy that. I, I you know, it's it's kind of like hunting, you know. I mean, it's you know, if you catch a fish cast after cast after cast, you get bored after a yeah. while, you know. I mean, you, you got to have some a uh, little bit of a thrill there, excitement, a little well, challenge. You got to have a challenge, and I like that challenge of going just to a lake I've never been to before. Because did I ever tell you I guided people on a number of lakes that I'd never been on? They hired me to guide them, on, and when they found out that I'd never been on a lake before, they wanted to. They said, "Nah, nah, nah never mind." And I said, "Why? You know, fish don't know where they're living. Come on, let's go." And we found, and we would find fish. The toughest one was the, what's that flowage name up by? Oh, 
Okay. High high falls flowage. High falls flowage. That was the That's tough. a deep, clear lake, yeah. and uh, I've heard, yeah, that and, that can be. And what's the other one that's right next to it? Cauldron Falls. Cauldron Falls. Yeah, I wasn't on that one, but on High Falls, that was a tough one. But we eventually found fish, yeah. I was on Cauldron Falls flowage years ago in my little 14-foot aluminum boat, and I launched, and I went pretty far. And we had a windstorm that came through. It actually blew down trees on one side of the flowage. And I was stuck across the lake. I, I, I just pulled up around kind of an area where I was hunkered down out of the... And the, and the wa- wind and waves were coming directly from where I had launched. Mm-hmm. And finally, after a couple hours, I, I thought, well, I got to get back. So I put all the weight. I had a cooler, you know, with a bunch of bush light. Mm-hmm. And yes, Joe, I agree with you. Tom here, North Shore Nancy over here. Oh, don't have beer on the ice. So I had uh, uh, I had some bush light in front. <laughs> I had weight in front of the boat. And uh, I put all the weight in front, and I just... I hunkered down, and I was going along, and I swear to God, the front of the boat was, like, pointed towards the, 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 the sky. The, the sky. Yeah. And then I would kind of connect the dots. As I recall, there were some islands, so I would try and go to an island so I'd be kind of leeward, and then I'd keep going. See, I'm just, I, we, I made it back okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I took some chances, and I don't recommend people taking chances like this, but when I was younger and fishing tur- bass tournaments, I was a little stupid. Uh, we were fishing this tournament on the Mohawkson flowage. The Mohawkson. Yeah. And there was a, a river that came in, flowed into it, and flowed out of it. And the spot I wanted to go to, you you either had to go around these islands the long way, or you could take a shot between them to get where I wanted to go. But it was shallower, and it was full of stumps. Now... <laughs> Now, would the the sane, normal person would go around, take the long way around, right. you know, the deeper water, but not me. Nope. I, I had to go through the shallow stump field to get to my spot quick, and I didn't hit a stump, but I came so close. A stump went under the side of the boat where the boat actually tilted to the side. It tilted, but it was it didn't hit the outboard, thank goodness. But the boat tilted to the side. And the guy, and and that was one of those tournaments where you fished with a different guy each right, day. Right, right. Uh, I think that guy's pants were a little wet, and not from the lake water. <laughs> so it, it was. Oh, a... <laughs> yeah, you don't want to take dumb chances. Well, in the, like in that. the days before GPS and stuff too, and and I mean, I when I went went up to Lake of the Woods years ago, I had a handheld GPS, but it 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 wasn't exact. Like yeah. like an island would look like someone drew it like with a crayon, you yeah. know, just straight sure. lines. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a little square, like yeah. a little square or yeah. triangle, and okay, yeah, I guess this must be this island on the map. And I went to some spots where I, I remember Steve Milliot went up there with me one time, and <laughs> we went through an area, and he looked at the map later, and he was just laughing, going, "Oh my God!" He says, "You went through a minefield there. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you went through yeah. that." You know, and we didn't hit and a rock or lucky. anything. You got lucky. I got lucky. Yeah, yeah, I went through it, and uh, yeah. But nowadays, it's a lot. It's a lot easier. The technology and the maps yeah. that you have out there uh, yeah. make it a lot safer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, one time on the Wisconsin River, I found out that uh, sandbars they polish your stainless steel props really pretty, make them really shiny. 
<laughs> I got stuck on one once. Oh, you got stuck on one? Oh, the yeah. I went on a sandbar. I didn't know it was there. I mean, those sandbars in the Wisconsin River, uh, fishing it for a number of years, uh, it, it, they move. You know, th- these sandbars will move from year to year, you know, and uh, because of all the flowing water, they'll just tend to move. And, and I went up on this one. And I finally got out of it. But the thing was is that, seriously, the stainless steel prop, it, it, it like, uh, made it nice and shiny and smooth and <laughs> I didn't intend for that to happen. But another time on the St. Croix River, we're, a friend of mine and I, we're, we're going northbound. And and we're going about half throttle with an 85 horse outboard, okay? About half throttle. And there's an island in the middle of the river. Now we have to decide which side of the island do we go on to go keep going up the river. And we saw some boats that were on docks, and there was quite a big opening between the island and, and the shore and that, and there were some docks on the island. So we figured, oh, that must be the deep water because, you know, there's boats there and that. Well, we went the wrong way. It went from eight feet of water down to, like, eight inches of water. Real, I mean, like in a blink of an eye. And uh, the lower unit kind of looked like the letter J, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we limped our way back. But it, you can be fooled on rivers. you got to be careful on rivers. On, yeah. on Lake of the Woods, I always felt my, one of my best friends were the uh, pelicans because uh, <laughs> they'd look like they were standing on water, but they were standing yeah. on a rock. Oh, or, you know, oh, that's a good clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the pelicans were my friends. Mm. You know what's another good tip? And now this one was told to me by Tony Rizzo. He told me, and this is a long time ago, he told me that when you see loons on a lake diving and then coming up and then diving and coming up, that's a good place to fish for muskies. He says, because those loons are going down grabbing grabbing fish. small fish. Yeah. Right. That's a good place to, to cast for muskies. Just don't try, catch a loon, you know, but but that's a good place to go. And and he was right. One time, I mean, not every time when we saw loons that we catch fish, but one time, one time we did. Right. So... I think a, a loon could potentially go for your bait, though, I think. Yeah, that's what I was always worried about. I had an owl grab a bait on me one time. I had a, a big... Uh, an owl an grab owl the bait? At, at night, night fishing, yeah. Uh, what'd well, you do? Well, actually, the owl cut the line itself with its talons, but I didn't know what I was going to do. Well, it was just, you know, at that time in the morning... The sun isn't up yet, but it's starting to get light right. a little bit. Yep. And I was throwing, it was a jitterbug, as a matter of fact, at the time. And I'm reeling in a jitterbug going plop, 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 plop. And all of a sudden there's a splash, you know, and I feel the tug and I set the hook. And But my line, instead of going down towards the water, it's going up in the air. And my one of my brother-in-laws was with me, he says, holy you know, you know what? what? <laughs> Look, you got an owl. <laughs> There's an owl, and and its talons cut the line. And and at the when he, when he first said it's an owl, I'm thinking I don't want it anywhere near me. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I'd be loosening the drag yeah, real quick. Yeah, well, it cut the line, and so that was good. But another time, uh, uh, I think it was a, a blue heron or a kingfisher or one of those type. I forget what it was. I was bringing in a Zara spook on Oconomowoc Lake. I'm bringing in so Zara spook. And this thing comes swooping down. He's going to try to grab that Zara spook. I reeled like crazy to get it back in the boat. Then the thing, since I reeled it in so fast, it started flying away. It was like halfway across the bay. I made another cast, started reeling it. It turned around, started coming again. I thought, you crazy son of a gun, you know? Had to reel it in real fast again, you know? And then wait until he got away, a long ways away where he wouldn't come back again. But yeah, you never know what you might catch. Didn't didn't you catch a duck one time? Well, we caught a well, we've got a seagull. A, I got a seagull got one a seagull time. One I was time. at the uh, nuclear plant casting, and yeah. back 
by uh, two rivers and Point Beach Nuclear Plant, and I had a, I just had a cheap Zebco 33, right? And I was chucking spoons, Cleo's. And I launched a cast, and you know how you kind of just kind of time it, and you can kind of see when the bait yeah, lands yeah, in the water? Yeah. So I, I'm looking out at the water, and I don't see nothing. I don't see no, <laughs> don't no see there nothing. was no splashdown. There's my lure there, hey? And I'm like, ooh, I got the wind. Good cast, right? Got the wind at my back. <laughs> and then I look at my reel. And the, you know how the line comes out of the yeah. Zebco 33, the little yeah. hole, right? Yeah. And the line is just smoking out of there like crazy. It's going flying out. Yeah. And I'm, what the heck? And I look up, and then I see about 100 yards out. That's when I hit the end of the spool. Yeah. That's oh. when the seagull hit the water. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? Well, I'll tell you, when my friend got us, we were up at the Port Washington Pier, and he got a seagull on. We were, we were like teenagers then right and he got a seagull on and uh, there was a guy there some of the older guys they had the long nets you know right netted it and then he was gonna undo it and that seagull bit him in the thigh close to his uh you know what? family jewels yeah and the guy hollered <laughs> i mean i guess they bite pretty hard and but he got it undone and let the thing mine wasn't unharmed. hooked in the lure it was this one was the, just tangled mine was tangled just tangled and i actually yeah. wound it in to the yeah. beach yeah. And uh, and somehow got it untangled and avoided uh, angry the wrath of the angry seagull. <laughs> Plus, he was a little tired from fighting. I suppose, yeah. He was fighting me the whole way as I was trying to wind him over the waves. <laughs> All right, folks, we got to go to a break. Uh, we got more interesting stuff coming up. 799-1250 is the phone number. We'll see you in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned here. On 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. The new Bauer drones. <laughs> the drones. Spy drone. <laughs> the spy drone. The new smart spy. Uh, pro- probably outlaw that. Oh, this is a great song, Danny. Tells a man who lived a life of danger. It's about you. It's about you, Tom. Everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. And every move he makes, another man he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. Secret agent man, secret agent man. Giving you a number and taking away your name. (laughs) This is a great song. I haven't heard this in years. Good choice. Oh, secret agent man! <laughs> was this did this go? Was this like part of a theme song for a TV show or anything? Yeah, it, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the man from Uncle? Was it? No, no. It was no. like to, Nick Danger or something. Something like that. I used to. Danger I can't man. remember. Danger I remember man. all the words. I used to. <laughs> I, can't I, believe I used that. to love watching the man from Uncle. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, what was a uh, Napoleon Solo? And, Han, and, no, Han Solo. There was the blonde-haired guy and then the that dark-haired was guy. Ilya Koryaka. Ilya Koryaka. And then, and then Napoleon Solo. I think it and was Napoleon Solo. Yeah, yeah. I think they were guy, <laughs> Russian guys colluding with Trump. Yeah, they're colluding. Okay, who and then gonna... there was a hot looking the chick from Uncle well, of course. as a young guy. Was Woo. that Stephanie Powers that did? I think she was the girl been. from Uncle. Well, let's take these he calls. Was hot. Maybe they'll know. Okay, who do you got? First up, we got Captain Dave. All right, hey, good morning, Captain Dave. Hey, what's going on? Hey, All right. what's shaking? What's on your mind today? Well, uh, 
Um, just heading out to pick up my girlfriend. I mean, my boat. At the, uh, hey, <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's that time of year. A uh, couple of things. We're heading up to Fox River tonight. To, is this to the big O? It is. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought so. I recognize your voice, Dave. All right. <laughs> You're going up to the uh, fo- Is that open? Is that open now? Remind, remind your listeners about, you know, the maintenance part of, you know, before you get out. I, you know, I store the boat inside and I, I kind of putz on the things over the winter time that need attention. But I do drop it off, you know, whatever your favorite dealership is. And, you know, that's the time to get the maintenance done from, you know, the wheel bearings and checking the brakes and the wiring to, you know, I have it always, you know, run on the, you know, they kind of run it on that. That uh, computer gives you error code. Right, and yeah. Tells you what's going on there, right. and you know it's a great it's a great peace of mind to start because you know you know we're all excited to get out on the you know get out on our fishing trips, but you know this pays off even down the road when you're heading up you know in the summertime to Canada or whatever. Yeah. But I always get that done early, so you know if, if uh, nobody else is fishing this weekend, maybe think about you know doing some maintenance on your rig, and and then you'll be all set for the, the season. But yeah, pretty excited heading up. Is the Fox, is the Fox uh, River open? It is from Voyager down, you know, past 172 or, uh, okay. or so. Uh, okay. And, you know, more each day, but the, the current strong. You know, there's floaters out there, but, you know, hey, we we don't need much of a window to, to dip the boat, right? right. So You know, you, uh, you brought up a really good point, Dave, uh, about wheel bearings, having those checked every year. Uh, if, if a person, and this happened to me, and if a person ever had a wheel bearing go out on their trailer, while they're someplace in the middle of nowhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. You will then start get your getting your wheel bearings checked every year. Well, yeah, let, that's let me a ask, pain. Let me ask oh. you guys. I've got the when I got my boat trailer new in two thousand five, it had the the new the newfangled uh, bearings. Bearing where, buddies. Well, it actually yeah. it's liquid. It's filled with liquid, <laughs> and it's clear on the outside. Yeah. And basically, you can look and see, and it's a self sealed. Yeah, unit. You can see where your grease is. And you don't yeah. have to get it repacked every year. Right. You don't have to repack it. I haven't it. had to do anything right. with that, but I. But you got to check them. You got well, to make at sure. The, I look at the level. Right. See that the level is up. Yeah. And, and if the level's okay. But I guess there's supposed to be some kind of a fitting or something where if you needed to add some. But I wouldn't even know what kind of grease to add. And wheel bearing grease. Well, there's a liquid for a ranger. There's a, there's a high temp uh, loop that's, that's pumped in there. But. You know, on the back of one of my hubs, the seal, you know, they wear out. Uh, yeah. you, know, you, you leave that trailer in the water, and water does seep in there, and all of a sudden, your the viscosity of, of your uh, of your uh, oil in there is is going to be compromised. It may look like you have the proper amount, but you know, one of my seals was bad. There was no fluid in there at all. I got a 2013. You know, so well, you, I, you know, I was told you look at the color, and if it if the colors like. Yeah dark but if it gets all like milky and stuff then maybe there's water in yeah, there right yeah. you know i've got one you know, of those also, pumps that's you got pull off that wheel you're gonna kind of inspect things both of my ranger has a kind of a unique setup on the rear where uh the the hub spindle is is kind of like attached to the axle and uh both of them were loose i mean not like dangerously loose but they weren't they weren't tight mm-hmm. and i never you know again you're finding this stuff you know, there was one of the wires for the backup lights. Uh, must have hit something on the road. That was broke. So, you know, I think you'll find more when you crawl underneath there. And, of course, having, you know, having a, 
inside heated storage really kind of makes these kind of maintenance things right. easier than laying out in the cold. But, uh, right. you know, if it is, and if it's something over your head, you don't want to deal with it, you know, take it to the dealer, take it to somebody who works on them all the time. And it's just peace of mind. And right. we've all seen it. We're driving up to Canada, you're all gassed. And all of a sudden there's a dude at the side of the road and the wheels laying somewhere and he's, yep. up, he's up there dragging the thing. And they're like, how do you, that would just totally ruin a trip right away. Yeah, I was, fixed, I know? was up in, uh, coming home from Minnesota from, uh, Leech Lake. And, uh, that happened to me, and I was like in the middle of nowhere. Where do you find a bearing in the middle of nowhere? After that happened, I always kept a spare bearing in the glove compartment just in case. Well, but, you know, I've, I was just going to mention that you're only as good as your best spare. And yep. I, have, I have a box in the back of the truck. My kids tease me all the time, but I'm like, I could literally rebuild or put the, the cap that holds the fluid in. There's extra lug nuts. There's there's a whole extra caliper in there. I mean, you got to have all those pieces because if you don't have the spares, then, you know, you're just going to be out of luck and yep. you ain't going to be fishing. So well, you know, uh, maybe it's age or whatever. Yeah. You think about that stuff as you go along. You know? No, so. but it's it's important. <laughs> if it happens to you once, it'll never happen yeah. again. Uh, you know, one time, one time sure. I was driving back from uh, fishing with my dad and his old little Alumacraft boat, and uh, we're going down the highway, Highway 53, coming out of Superior, and all of a sudden... To, in the left-hand lane, one of the trailer tires from the boat trailer goes flying by us. I couldn't believe yeah. how fast that thing was going. <laughs> and we're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And right. uh, so we pulled off to the side of the road. And, you know, I walked for, I swear to God, a mile up up the road into the median looking into yeah. the – we never found that tire. No. Oh, <laughs> we, no. we had Fortunately, we had a spare. Hey, Dave, we no. got to go to a break, but do, do us a favor. Call us next week and let us know how you did up at the Fox, all right? We'll do. We're going to spend uh, the weekend, and then I'll be up there most of April and May, and yeah. we'll switch from walleye to smallies. And yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll at least be able to tell you what not to do or serve. <laughs> so. All right, thanks, Dave. Take care, okay. Dave. All right, bye too. now. Yep. Bye. Oh, that, that's good. That's good information. I'm glad to hear that the Fox is partially open. That you're able to get a boat on it and go up there because every spring, some there's a handful of people who catch a monster egg laden walleye. You know, that's uh, just a pig. So. They're up there, folks. Anyway, we got to go to a quick break. Uh, when we, oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, third caller, how's this? Third caller to the show today. Well, during this break, we'll, tell us who the hot chick was from Man from Uncle, yeah. and you'll win. No, uh, third caller will win a one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. First, I mean the third caller. Badger Sportsman Magazine, 799-1250. Get a free one-year subscription. We'll be right back with more. <laughs> Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And yes, my friends, the Big O is driving on up to go to the Bay Area, back where I was famous back in the day. Me and Bart Starr were the two most popular dudes in town. I'd go out <laughs> shaking hands, kissing babies. I knew everybody. Uh, <laughs> That's yes, indeed, back when I managed the Wisconsin uh, Athletic Club, Health yeah. Club, and was the man oh, back in funny. the day. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> Well, this is the time of year where these rivers are going to start popping open. People are going to start walleye fishing. And we still have people getting out on ice. 
fishing because most of our area lakes, if you can get onto the ice, because the shorelines are getting really bad, if you can get onto the ice, there's like 10, 12 inches of ice out there. So it's safe ice. Once you get out there, it's getting to it. That's the tough part. Uh, a friend of mine lives on Pewaukee Lake. He, uh, I was talking to him on the phone uh, yeah. the other day, and he said, oh, there's one guy walking out there. He, there was nobody else out there, but he's, oh, there's a guy walking out, you know, carrying the buckets and whatever, you know. So there was one hearty soul going out. But uh, over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, which will be opening the week, the Saturday before opening day, and that's going to be Mistake on the Lake, where you can buy and sell people's stuff. You just bring stuff out there to sell it. You can buy it, you know, used, new, whatever. And, of course, the shop will be open. But anyway, uh, under all the docks there at Smokey's, uh, it's all open water under the docks, and the shoreline is uh, pretty crappy, you know, between the yeah. you know between the docks, it's. Uh, I think you could just step in a little bit of water and then get on good ice, <laughs> but I I personally wouldn't trust it. You know, well, just trying sp- to get out. I guess this time of year, I guess, is a good time if you can get on safe ice to catch some big gills and stuff. Well, uh, this one guy I know, he was catching big crappies last week on uh, Little Mosquito. Uh, he you know, had to go through a little bit of water before he got on the good ice. You know. But, uh, yeah, he was catching them, so. Would he put waders on and walk out to the ice then? He probably had, like, those mud boots that come up to your knees, you know, uh, so that you can walk in a foot of water and not get wet. So he had a big pair of rubber boots, in (laughs) other words. Yeah, big pair of rubber boots, yep. A pair of rubber boots, yep. Sometimes you got to do that. And, you know, some some ice anglers are really crazy for ice fishing. You know, they really, really enjoy it, and uh, they're going to get out as much as they can, you know, so. Uh, Speaking but, of, well, most people are, are done. Now is probably the time to go and pick up deals on ice fishing gear, except for Tom. He packed it all Put away it all at away. Sherpers. But <laughs> oh, most like other bonehead. Hey, but, most other stores did too. They all did too. They put it all away. Yeah, but some places you can get like fifty uh, percent off on on stuff. So some, can, yeah, uh, some maybe. But uh, this week, you know what I did, Danny? This week, I got my, I, I got two jig boxes, mm-hmm. big, big Plano boxes. One is full of all different sizes of unpainted jigs, and then another box has got anywhere's from a sixteenth ounce all the way up to half ounce, and I got all the compartments in all different colors, different sizes, short shank, long shank, all different kinds of jigs. Because I used to fish rivers a lot, you know, for walleyes. So I got this box of painted jigs. But I thought to myself, I better check these because I bet you some of these hooks have rust on them. And sure enough, I went through all of them and I found a handful that had starting to get rust on the hooks. And I don't want any of those, you know, in my box. I don't want any hooks. No rusty hooks. No, you don't want that. That, You know, that's that's a time when you're using one of those hooks and you get your fish of a lifetime on. And, of course, the hook breaks, you know, so no, I don't want to take any chances. But like I said last week and a week before, this is the time of year where you get your stuff ready, you know, because the season before you know it, it's going to be here. Well, you know? I've, I've found that over the years, Tom, I've gotten better where it used to be by the time the fall hit mm-hmm. and I put everything away, it was like a disaster. Everything yeah, oh, it together. is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not anymore for me. No? I'm more organized now, yeah? Tom. Yeah. yeah, my stuff, I got to organize it a little bit, but by and large, I'll be ready to rock and roll. You know what I'd like? You know, my, my stuff is organized, but it just gets messy organized, you know? 
Uh, it's an organized mess. Yeah, exactly. And because I've got different boxes for different lures and for different species of fish and whatever. But one thing I I, I got to get this year. I'm going to switch over. Uh, I bought this one spinnerbait box. It's like a flat plano, kind of like what, like 14 inches by 8 inches yeah. or 10 inches, whatever. You know, it's flat. And they got those little grooves in there that hold. They don't hold the spinnerbait. They fall. They go all over the place. I, I think I'm going to get one of those little boxes where you can hang them straight vertical, you know, hang them vertically so that they don't get all messed up together. Because that one box has spinnerbaits and buzzbaits. That's what I have in it. You right. Know? So I, I got to get one of those little square boxes where I can hang them. Because I don't have to take many spinnerbaits with me, you know. But uh, I just want less of a mess, you know, because otherwise they all end up on one side, you know, all clumped together. And I don't like that, you know. Not when you're, you want to change spinnerbaits quick or you lose a blade and you got to put a different one on and now you got to try to untangle all these different things now. And I got to get a new box this year. I'll be getting that. Well, why don't you like go to a sporting goods stores like uh, like Sherpers maybe? Well, I'm. I think I'll do well, that. <laughs> maybe you know someone who can. Or head up to uh, Midwestern Shooter, Shooter Supply. Supply. Yeah, I I was planning on going up there last weekend. Uh, if you get up to Midwestern Shooter Supply, a lot of fishermen don't realize uh, they've got a tremendous fishing department there. Tremendous. Yeah, it is. It is, and a lot of you know they they have the. Inexpensive stuff and the the really good stuff, the stuff that costs you more. I mean, they've got both. They, well, got, they can catch you all from low end to high end and anywhere in the middle. Randy has a lot of captains and uh, got guys, you know, tournament fishermen stop yeah, in there. Yeah. He's got a tremendous assortment of uh, walleye crankbaits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got, yeah. So And he's and, got a lot of Lake Michigan stuff. Yeah. yeah. Of, so he's got a lot of stuff. He knows the stuff that he has, he he knows these are the things that the the, the guys, the yeah. guides, the captains, right. the tournament guys, these are the baits people are looking for. So, right. yeah, so you know swing, what, swing on up there and you got to pick up some stuff. You know what's a, 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 a this 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 isn't really new. It's new to people nowadays. Called the Ned rig. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I was okay. using the Ned rig. Uh, okay. Now you know what's funny. Using a small plastic worm on a jig head is not new, all right? It's not new. It's been around for a long time. But I was thinking the other day, you you know, because Ned Riggs use about a three-inch worm, okay? Now, back in the day, the I would shroom use... shroom TMZ right, is the one you want right. to buy. Little and... stand-up heads, mushroom heads, stand-ups, you know, yep. those are good. Now, back in the day, I would use a four-inch worm on the small head, right? right. But... I was thinking this week, you know those mini mite threes, the bigger ones. That's the perfect size for a Ned rig. Well, the thing with the Shroom TMZ, the plastic, the plastic is uh, it it stands straight up. It doesn't sag, so it's it's kind of like a it's the right material as opposed to just you know cutting old any old power bait worm and putting a four inch on there so it works really good different so if you buy the hook that the the the, uh, shroom tmz and you you get the system where they got the hooks they got the worms we used it up on um the mink river two three years ago when we were watching some guy with soft plastics catch all kinds of smallmouth and we we weren't getting anything and so that's when uh, Horton said, I'm going to try this Ned rig. I got this one. Now, I've never tried it before. I yeah. hear it's good. Yeah. And he's, he started nailing them. And shoot, I was up there last year 
I and my brother Tim were with Horton on same cast. I had a Ned rig on. My brother Tim had a Ned rig on, and we simultaneously had 19 and 20 inch Smalley on at yeah. the same time. Yeah, wound them both in, took a picture holding both yeah. of them, and back it. It works great. I'm going to have to put some of those in at the store at Sherpers. In Hales Corners. I'm going to have to do that. Tell you what, it works. Yeah, I'm going to do that. But right now, what we're going to do is go to a break. We got one more break coming up. That's it. This is the last break. We're in the, we're down for the last furlong in this ride on the crazy train. Danny. Whatever, dude. Do you yeah, know why can... the Ned Rig, the Ned Rig is called the Ned Rig? Because some guy named some Ned. Some guy named Ned came Ned with it. Yep. Said, uh, and, and it's he, very original. Yeah. Ned Rig. Just like Ron Popeil named his. The Popeil. Popeil's hey, Pocket Fisherman. Speaking of that, you know where I... Boy, saw, does it catch fish. Yeah, You know Remember where I that saw ad? that being used one time? This was so hilarious. It was it was a... P, this is when Lee Trevino was really big on a PGA Tour. This yeah. is years he ago, right? He was the right? funny Mexican guy. Right. Lee Trevino's awesome. He's a good golfer, too. But anyway, it was a rain delay. Yeah. Okay. His caddy is holding that big golf umbrella over yeah. his head. Yeah. He's got a little Popeil Pocket Fisherman. He's casting in one of the ponds that's there on the golf course all the other golfers are in the clubhouse because it's right. a rain delay he's sitting there fishing with actually a, with a, with a popeil pocket fisherman it was hilarious i got one of those when i was <laughs> when i was a kid and never used it once i used the regular rod and reel so yeah but, um, it's awesome yep and when Our, we come back yeah i'm going to talk about the inspiration for the popeil's pocket fisherman all right sounds like a plan to me we'll be right back folks here on both Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Those Fan. memory this, techniques are yeah, working for you. This is Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. It's the final countdown. Welcome back, Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this morning. Uh, we got a lot of listeners out there, friends, family, Strangers, foes, we got them. Thanks, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And, and uh, what do you want to say about the North Lake launch, Danny? Where the heck is the North Lake launch? I guess somebody <laughs> called with a question about North Lake. Now there is a small launch that you can take a small boat in there, though. Yeah, real small. And, and that's why I think you ought to get back to that small. It'd be nice and relaxing to get a little canoe and paddle back there and. You'd get a little exercise, Tom, for criminy. Me and sake. canoes don't get along. No? No. First time I was in a canoe, I fell out of it. I tipped it over. And I said, that's it. I'm never going in one again. <laughs> oh, got to remind everybody real quick. Carl's Country Market in Menominee Falls on Pilgrim and Silver Spring is now, the gas station, Carl's Gas Station, is now handling live bait. There's a big sign out there that says live bait. They got night crawlers, leaf worms, red worms, and wax worms. So... They will have live bait now. They got it now, as a matter of fact. Right now. Now, Tom? Can right you go now. out there, Tom, and right pick up some now. bait right now if I wanted to go out to Carl's Country yep. Meat? Right now they got it. Did yep. you say they got minnows, too? No. No minnows. No minnows. No minnows. No. That would be a pain in the butt. Oh, you know, we were talking about memory earlier, and I forgot to mention it. Remember you were listening to a guy about memory I stuff? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, here's the thing. You know, I'm terrible. I don't know about you, Nick. Are you guys terrible with names? Tom, like you are somebody, really bad I know. with names. I'm pretty I mean, good with them, Tim. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, when you're when somebody introduces you to somebody and they say, hey, "Okay, this is Joe Blow, whatever," and uh, whatever the guy's first name is, is Joe. Joe Blow is easy to remember. Now, now the thing is, though, is that you start talking to Joe, and after about two minutes, you forgot what his name is. 
And then you feel like an idiot, you know, because you don't remember what his name is. Now, because here's, you are an idiot. Wait a minute. It's, here's, here's the trick on what you do. And, and because this, I am an idiot. Yeah, this works. Trust me. This, it this works. You meet somebody, and they introduce him. His name is Joe or lady's name or whatever. If Memory you, technique if, from Tom yeah, Nobar. That's if, what the guy was talking yeah, about. Yeah, if you use their name in the first sentence when you're talking to them, and if you use it two or three times in that first minute that you're talking to them, you won't forget it. Tom, Tom, Tom. No, no wonder I can see yep. why you weren't ever the world's greatest salesman because if you were, you would have known that the the thing, the sweetest thing to anybody's ears is their, their own name. name. Yeah, well, that's this... why sales guys, salespeople, yeah, uh, just ask Zig Ziglar, Dale Carnegie. Yep, who's one of those other? Well, guys. that's why I, I somebody told me this years ago, and I do it, and 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 sometimes I forget to do it, but if I do it, I remember that person's name. And what's really cool is that. That same person, let's say, comes into the store. Let's say comes into Sherpers a week or two later. I would say 70, 50 to seventy five percent of the time, I'll remember that person's name. And 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 it's so nice when you come into a store and somebody says, "Hi, Tom," or "Hi, Dan," you know that they remember your name. I used that to, is so cool. I used to yeah. screw up where back in the old you know partying days, you'd go on out and you'd meet a meet a girl and forget her name. And I, <laughs> I was always so focused. Forget her name. I'd hey, be you. so focused on trying to carry on a good conversation, this and that, that I'd totally walk away and things would be looking good. And I'd walk over to my buddy and I, go, I forgot her name. Can you go back over and find out what her name is? <laughs> yeah, go back over there. Yeah. Come on, buddy. I'll buy yeah. you a beer. Go find out. And yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a total idiot. It's better than you going back, going over, hey. back over there and saying, hey, Thunder Thighs. <laughs> hey. You wouldn't want to say that. Hey, chunky cheeks. <laughs> you wouldn't want to say. Or you could say, hey, beautiful. You know? Hey, sweetie. There you go. You could always use that. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> Tom Newbauer's pickup lines. It's a good thing you got married right out of high school, dude. It is good. Yeah. yeah it was good. Although you're. Although she is a bully. Your wife is? My wife's a bully to me. Just to me. She's is a she? bully. Yeah, she's a bully. Yeah. Yeah, she bullies me around, and I'm scared of her. She's a little woman, but I'm scared of her. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because she's a bully. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he is, Nick. It, it, Tom does try and act like a tough guy, but I can kind of tell that she kind of tells him, like, like you, you'd be like, you know, like before you'd go on a trip, you wouldn't be able, if I asked you, Tom, if I said, let's go on a trip so-and-so, you wouldn't be able to say, yeah, I'll go. Let's do it. You'd have to say, tell him what you'd say, Tom. Well, years let's a- hear it. Years ago, let's hear there, years ago I would say, yeah, let's go. But no, I was always considerate by saying, let me check with the wife first to make sure nothing important's going on. Because I would forget important things. You just go and tell her, I'm going. That's why he's not married. <laughs> That's why. By the way, <laughs> although I have, I'm I going. Have, hey, I have done this where we'll be sitting at the kitchen table and she'll be doing something, and I want her, let's say something else, and I'll lift up my foot and I'll say, "Don't make me put this down." <laughs> you know, putting my foot oh, down. Put, okay, I got it. I got <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. Or, or if she'll she'll say I can't do something. I really will say this, uh, depending on what age I'm at, all right? Well, right now it's 66. Right. So I'll, I'll say to her, 
I'm 66 years old. I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. <laughs> you know, you get to a point where you can say that. You can't say that when I had a buddy like 30. of mine. Was you know, to, you wait a while. I had a buddy of mine was supposed to go on a fishing trip with me once years ago. We had it all planned. And the night that he was going to leave, uh, he was actually riding with another friend of mine when he went to pick pick the guy up. The wife had like a sudden, like, terrible illness came upon her, mm-hmm. you know, sick, throwing up, this and that. And so the guy had to say, oh, geez, I really can't go. And then took her to the hospital. There was nothing, nothing. Took her to the emergency room or whatever hospital. She was back the next day. She was okay. Mm. It was all a psychosomatic. Yeah. My, he's going away. He's going to be gone. Oh, well, I'm sick. Oh, don't leave well, me. And because she was a nut. Well, let me leave you with this piece of wisdom (laughs) that, you know, how you treat people, how you, you know, do things in life, it's all dependent upon four characteristics that are built into every human being. That is choleric, sanguine, phlegmatic, and melancholic. Those four characteristics are are built in to people's... What the Make hell up. is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I well, don't know. I'll, I'll explain it next week. This, I'll explain it next this week. This got away from Did me, Did he Danny. just say flatulism or <laughs> no. something like that? I heard a flat. Choleric and melancholy and loving the time of cholera. Fle- I don't know. Like, no, choleric, sanguine, melancholic, and phlegmatic. We're all, we all have a makeup of those four tendencies in our characteristics, all human beings. Did you do. learn this back in the days when you were writing poetry and smoking weed? Uh, neither. Okay. <laughs> neither. He neither. was a musician, you yeah. know, Nick. They lived a wild lifestyle. No. No. Marijuana was not my choice. No? No. no. Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol. Bush light. No. Whiskey. You whiskey. were a whiskey. Really? Still am. Yeah. When did the Crown Royal come about? I don't remember. <laughs> but that has a little that, that shocker. That goes back to that memory shocker, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a shocker. I don't is this remember. Why, is, is, is this why I was Nate my first month on the show? Yeah, that's right. I did call you Nate <laughs> that one time. Just once, though. Just so, well, at least it began with a man. Speaking of the Crown Royal, here's your cutting-edge outdoors tip of the week. Ooh. You know, we ought to make that a segment. Yeah, we should. Yeah, write that down. Okay. Well, I put away my pen. And paper. For our planning meet. Uh, the Croin Royal bags make great real case- cases. Yeah, holders, yeah. Where you- holders, yes. Yeah. yeah, so save those bags. Yeah, they also are nice to put change in it. When that go- too, Tom. When you go over to a family's out thing and you're going to play little cards for nickel and dimes, you know, you put all your change in one of those things, you know. Yeah, those are nice. They can be used for a number of things, actually, you know. Right, things, and, yeah. and that way you won't have to put another quarter on a table, which will force another quarter off. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, bank. you were paying attention. <laughs> I'm so poor I can't pay attention. All right, Danny, that's all I got. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Get out there, do something nice for someone, my friends, and get some sun today. We'll talk to you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.